Hey, everybody, welcome to Social Beauty Makers, the podcast, where every Wednesday we'll bring you fast-paced, powerful 15 or so minute episodes meant to inform, educate, and inspire around a variety of topics, including trends in all things tech for the professional salon industry. Before I get started, a reminder that on Sundays, you can find me hosting BeautyCast Network's Mastering Beauty podcast, featuring brilliant guests sharing their best advice on building sustainable, successful, and satisfying careers. If you like either podcast, I believe, I hope that you'll consider hitting the like button. Um, or sharing a review, help others to find the podcast. I'm in a giggly mood. Um, I'm sorry. Um, I'm Gordon Miller, your podcast host, and, and thanks for tuning in. So uh, first off, my, my PSA, my public service announcement, um, listen faster. I'll probably keep saying that one. Um, you can get more in, be efficient. Efficiency is such a big deal in life, in career, and especially in this career, in the salon, working behind the chair. Um, time is everything. So efficiency matters. Speed up your podcasts. A little bit, save some time, get more education, have time to walk the dog, whatever you want to do. But speeding up a podcast uh, by way of that little button down in the corner of your listening platform um, is game changing. Recommends it highly. All right. Uh, lastly, uh, PSA uh, show season, it's here. I'm going to be pretty much at all the shows. It's crazy. I haven't, haven't done it in a while. Um, been, yeah, not to all of them, probably in close to 10 years, uh, but I'm going everywhere this year. I am most excited. I'll be there with BeautyCast Network. Um, I will be at Premiere coming up. I've got Bronner Brothers on the schedule, IBS New York, where I'll be speaking, America's Beauty Show. We've got some really cool stuff happening, and also Premiere Orlando. Um, hard to believe we're talking about it already, but it's show season, so uh, check them all out. I hope to see you guys um, out on the road. So on to today's topic. I want to dig into this uh, conversation that's happening a lot on social. It's been bubbling up for a while. And it's kind of about the, the push and pull um, between artistry and service. Been a lot of negativity around service, it feels like, the last few years. And um, I, mean, I think a lot of it relates to the boundaries conversations that we're having. And, and those are important conversations. Um, but um, first off, I'll, I'll say the kind of black and white attitude that some have, you know, we are this, not that. And, and, um, you know, I think life is not that simple. Um, and I think from a client perspective, um, there perhaps is a different way of looking at what we do and, and who we are and, and how we engage with them than perhaps that we do inside the industry. Um, yeah, the conversation, when I'm listening, paying attention, watching, it feels downright weird to me. Uh, kind of disconnected from what I see as a very long and proud tradition of caring for clients across the entire industry, across every category of the industry, across every type of professional, um, and including, because some people go, oh, you know, there's a boundaries thing here. I would say, I, I'm not so sure about that. And we've, we've always had probably the majority of professionals working part-time. There's nothing new about that. Um, the PBA study um, on the, the, the employment status, the, that's not the right word. There's a number of hours worked in, in a given week. In 2019, Pre-pandemic, 61% of the industry, according to the Professional Beauty Association study, was part-time. 32 hours or less, I believe, was, was kind of the line in the sand. They didn't dig deeper than that, but again, across my entire career, I've known people who work one day a week, two days a week, three days a week, seven days a week, you name it. Um, different strokes for different folks. So again, you know, it just feels kind of weird. Um, some trivia, um, we're an industry filled with former people, uh, or not former people, they are still people. <laughs> they are former healthcare professionals, nurses, 
Um, there's been, there was a study done years ago that showed there was a, a huge amount of crossover between the professions of cosmetology and nursing. Interesting. And if you think about it, you know, what do these two careers have in common that would be a, a draw in either direction? And by the way, I've met lots of people in our industry who come from nursing. I've met lots of people who I knew as hairdressers um, who went later to nursing and bumped into them and, and had those conversations. You know? So, yeah, what, what do they have in common? I, it's not artistry. Um, it is, I would argue, compassion and this desire to in part of what we do every day, being in the service of others. And both those careers, you know, I'll focus on healthcare for a moment because I think that one, it feels perhaps more obvious to some that that is a, a profession that you hope there's compassion, you know, behind it. But the nursing profession, if you know any nurses or people who work in, in healthcare, um, it's a very small percentage of the work they do that's actually engaging directly with patients. There's so much more that goes with it, you know, all the lab stuff and, you know, all, all the getting of stuff and keeping of records and, you know, and, and we have our different version of that. So, to say that uh, any uh, uh, career, you know, is completely service oriented, th that's just not realistic as to what actually happens. I think that's important that we say this also, but, you know, from the perception, the outside looking in, clients looking at but what happens in a salon, you know, it's easy to see how so many of them um, understand and appreciate, really important to say that word, appreciate um, great service. And um, yeah, and another bit of trivia, I've spent my entire career serving hairdressers, educators, owners, uh, people who work for brands. That's, that's always been my job um, as the way I look at it. You know, I am here um, in the service of the industry and it's let me have a wonderful career. So, I, I'm really, I have a lot of pride around that. We don't talk about it or I don't talk about it, but, but I do when I think about it. Um, yeah, so you know, borrow a line, kind of from the for the military. You know, um, I'm 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 proud to serve. You know, so um, yeah, it was recently a serious business, and they had this great author I've mentioned before in the podcast, Will Gadara. He wrote a book I think everybody in the industry sh should read. It's called Unreasonable Hospitality. And um, from stage that day, he reminded me of one of my favorite quotes. I haven't thought about in a bit. It's from Maya Angelou, and she you know has this kind of brilliant context. Um, that I think relates to these conversations about service um, and, and art, you know, I think both. And her quote is that, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And how you made them feel, you know, has more to do with human interaction than technical um, work that you were doing. Now, they totally intersect. There's no doubt about that. And when a person, and even in a service where perhaps it's not, you know, that connected, you know, from a human perspective, that the service is, that's a technical work is absolutely outstanding. Of course, they're going to feel great about that. But there's been a lot of work done over time, I think, that just points that um, in a business like ours, success is driven predominantly by the engagement that we have with people. It's our ability to communicate. It's our ability to make people feel good about themselves when perhaps they're not. And, and again, we tie the service to that. So, it, it's complex. And, and again, it bothers me that we have these black and white conversations. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's, it's very, very interesting. I had to go to artificial intelligence. I can't help myself. I'm sorry. Um, but I asked ChatGPT, you know, just 
about this this question of, of the work that hairdressers do and how do clients think about their hairdressers. And, and Chats said, hairdressers' work holds significant value in enhancing the daily lives of their clients by making them feel good about themselves, both physically and emotionally. So again, there's I kind of that's me. This is me talking, but there is that you know um, um, kind of connection you know between the two. Um, back to to Chat, it says it's not just about the artistry of hairstyling but also about the impact that hairdressers have on people's lives through their dedication, care, and attention to detail. Fascinating. And you know, ChatGPT, AI, and generally, you know, it's, it's amalgamation of everything that's online, everything. And then it's trying when you ask a question to sort out the probability of, of getting to the right answer. And, but it's, it's pulling in from this vast, vast amount of information, including I'm sure a lot of information studies that have been done, articles have been written about our industry. And so, you know, it's, it's not coming out of nowhere. It's not the opinion of a computer per se. Um, but I'd say, you know, it's, it's, it's not an either or question. And that seems to be what it has become, you know. Um, and I think that's perhaps the problem, you know. And I'd say that um, both artistry and excellence in service um, are, are both things to aspire to. Um, and... Um, especially if your goal is to be successful. And I think, you know, also, again, the, the black and white nature of this conversation uh, too often, you know, it's artistry versus service. I would add to that, it feels like creativity versus compassion. And two sides, I would also argue, of the same coin. So, I get frustrated that we want to separate it. I've spent years talking to my consumer friends people who don't work in the industry about their experiences in the salons, their attitudes, or their thoughts. You know, anybody I can talk to about this, I do. People on airplanes, my family, friends, you know, just, it's a, it's a conversation I enjoy, but there, there's such consistency in it when I think about it and its relationship to the topic at hand here. Because they talk about, you know, caring and, and how, they're, how they do feel and the conversation and the personality of the person they're going to. And yeah, you know, the, the quality comes up. Not as often as the other stuff, though. It, it's, and you know, if, if you can tell if, if it's a fashionista, that's, that's a different person. But they're kind of unicorns. They're not the majority of people that we see walking around in the world, right? And so, that's also important to say, depending on the kind of hairdresser you are and the kind of work you do, you know, especially if it's at the very highest, you know, end of the price point, that draws a different type of clientele. So, you know, that may... You know, have an impact. A little bit more from ChatGPT, you know, says while the artistic aspect of hairdressing plays a role in attracting clients who seek creative and personalized hairstyles, the importance of good service cannot be overstated. The importance of good service cannot be overstated. Good service encompasses not only the technical skill of hairdressing, so they ties us together, but also includes aspects like understanding customer needs, promoting a comfortable and welcoming environment, and ensuring satisfaction. Ultimately, the balance of artistic skill and high-quality services is what drives consumer loyalty and preference in choosing a salon. So says ChatGPT, artificial intelligence. I'm fascinated by that. I'd also say that, you know, um, the idea of artistry. I firmly believe that this is an inside the industry um, conversation more than anything else. It's peer-to-peer, -peer. and in a profession like ours, peer-to-peer -peer engagement. We know how important it is. We know that's why we go to trade shows, why we go to brand events, that's why we hang out locally with, with people that we know who do the same kind of work that we do. Um, think about our award programs. You know, they're almost are exclusively around the artistry. We 
recognize one another. We award one another peer-to-peer, and that's so valuable. Um, consumers, um, not so much. Not so often do we see consumers um, awarding professionals, except maybe through the award they put on Yelp with five stars, you know, or Google with five stars, and, and those matter. But again, often those are somewhat complex um, you know, conversations that clients are having inside their own heads when they decide, you know, how many stars to press. You know, I, I, I take Ubers everywhere. And when I think about how many stars to give, and I, you know, most of us are kind of on autopilot, but if something wasn't quite right um, about, and it's, it's almost never about how the car is being driven, it's about the service, it's about the conversation, it's about perhaps how things feel inside the car, but, but not about the driving. You know? So anyway, but again, I feel like artistry is more of an inside the, the industry conversation where service um, back to Will Gudera and, and um, Unreasonable Hospitality, you know, it, it really was what allowed him to stand out among so many in his industry that were doing a great job. You know, think about a re- uh, high-end restaurant in New York City, so many great restaurants. He made a very calculated decision that standing out was about maintaining the highest level of quality in food, but it was really, really about this big idea of service and that Maya Angelou quote um, that, that was a game changer for him. So to end on Maya, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. I'm out of time. <laughs> so if you like what you heard today, I encourage you to visit me over at socialbeautymakers.com. Sign up for my free weekly e-newsletter for more content. Um, lots of links in there. Again, free. I don't spam you. The passion project. So sign up if you're up for it. Um, if you're not, no worries. And uh, I hope you'll listen to me on Sundays over at Beautycast Network's Mastering Beauty Podcast. It's on a different channel. So search for it on your podcast platform. And once again, as always, I'm going to thank you so very much for tuning in. I hope to see you on the show circuit. I'm going to be everywhere. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, um, but I'm loving it and a whole lot of brand stuff coming up as well. And um, yeah, all kinds of stuff. So lastly, I'm Gordon Miller. And uh, once again, I cannot wait to share more with you next time.